0: But uh, while you're standing, I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to open to the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22. And uh, one thing that I want to make mention, I'm, I'm so glad that our youth are in the house tonight. Yes. You guys, uh, next Thursday, we're going to open up the Legacy Center again for you. And since you guys have been out of there, we've actually done a lot of renovation in there. We've repainted the whole thing. Uh, we've even got, is it a sin to have a pool table? I don't know. We've got one in there, though, and, uh, and I'm sure Minister Ryland will let you play sometimes, pray God. But, uh, uh, but that's going to happen. And I want you to know also our children's ministry is going to begin Next week, we won't do nursery just yet Uh, Again, we're 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 working through this process. We're making sure we do everything right and uh, in a healthy manner But just know if you've got young ones, uh, that's gonna begin next weekend as well. So praise God. Is that right? Next? kindergarten through fifth grade and uh, That's gonna be awesome. Praise God. Are you there in first Peter chapter one? In verse 22, let, let's begin. I, I got the notes right behind me. I, yeah, there it is. Now, this is the Passion Translation. Because of your obedience to the truth, you have purified your very souls. This empowers you to be full of love for your fellow believers. Everyone say believers. Do we have any believers in the house of God tonight? Oh, praise God. Now, ex- so express This sincere love towards one another passionately and with a pure heart. Now jump over to the next chapter, chapter 2 in verse 4, and this is what it says. So keep coming to him who is the living stone, though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight. Come and be his living stones who are continually assembled into the sanctuary for God. For now you serve as holy priests, offering up spiritual services that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. It says in scripture, look, I lay a cornerstone in Zion, a chosen and priceless stone. And whoever believes in him will certainly not be disappointed. As believers, you know this great worth. Indeed, his preciousness is imparted to you. But those who do not believe, this stone the builders rejected and discarded has now become a cornerstone and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock to trip over. They keep stumbling over the message because they refuse to believe it. And this they were destined to do. But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. A spiritual nation. Set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you're drenched with it. My divinely loved friends, since you are resident aliens and foreigners in this world, I appeal to you. Divorce yourselves from the evil desires that wage war within you. Live honorable lives as you mix with unbelievers, even though they accuse you of being evildoers. They will see your beautiful works and have reason to glorify God in the day that he visits you us oh my goodness let's pray and ask the lord's hand over this time as we seek him uh, over these next few moments come on just begin to lift up your voice and let's ask god to come right now holy spirit we welcome you and we thank you for your spirit that is moving and ministering in each and every one of us god i just pray that you would pour out your spirit In our midst, that you would move and minister to each and every heart within the sound of my voice. Change us. Speak to us. Do what you desire to do in each and every one of us, mighty God. I ask for an anointing to rest upon me, that with the authority of God Almighty, standing on your word, Lord, I would preach as I ought to. I ask that you would anoint every person to receive the word. Open our eyes spiritually, that we can see our ears so we can hear in our heart that we can receive what you desire to do lord i pray for a liberty in receiving your word tonight in jesus name i pray and everybody say Amen. amen well you may be seated praise god i have you ever worked on a computer that's real slow isn't that about the most irritating thing you've ever done in your life I had a computer I I hadn't used it for a while my kids of course Uh, how many of you have become either homeschoolers or you become homeschooling parents over the last two and a half months for real is there nobody did you hear what I asked you how many of you by show of hands you've either become a homeschool student or a homeschool parent okay a number of you have praise God how many of you are supposed to be homeschool students but you just didn't do it that's where all the hands weren't up okay praise God that's fine uh, we've got a teacher. In fact, we prayed for, we blessed one of our junior high teachers who's uh, taken a new assignment. He's going to be relocating to Vietnam. Praise God. Seth and, uh, and Amanda Carper, we blessed him this last week. And he said that about a third of students have been getting on and doing their schoolwork. So. Yeah, a third. So I don't think that's going to be a system that works very well, but uh, I'm going off on tangents. My point is this. I picked up my kid's computer that they had not turned on for quite some time. And I discovered that thing was just, I mean, it was ridiculously slow. I mean, it just, it it couldn't even hardly function. It couldn't open the internet browser. It didn't have viruses or anything, but I began to do, I don't know if you've ever done this. I start looking through the programs that are on there and it's like, what is this program that's not been used since 2014? You know, and you start going through and deleting stuff and hoping that it's going to make the computer just a little bit faster. And it finally got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to wipe out this entire system and I'm going to reboot it. I'm going to wipe out the entire computer and reboot it. I want everybody to say reboot. reboot. I, I woke up from a nap. Hallelujah. Anybody ever take holy naps? There is such a thing. You just invite Holy Spirit, come and be a part of my rest. Praise God. And you take yourself a holy nap. And, uh, but I woke up from a nap earlier, and God put the word reboot On my heart. In fact, that's what I've entitled my message here tonight. Reboot. It's a very, very interesting word. I, uh, I I was, I looked this up, and here's what it means. I've got the definition here for you. It literally means to restart, to give fresh impetus. Anybody know what impetus is? I, I needed to look up the definition in the (laughs) word there. It literally means energy or force. So it's going to give fresh. Uh, impetus. It's going to give new energy or force, or I like this last part, to revive. This is what the Lord desires to do, I believe, in this season. He's going to take us through a time of reboot. Everybody say reboot. Reboot. You know, this, I believe, means uh, we, we look and we've had just the most weird and interesting season that we, uh, I mean, that I've probably had in my entire life. My wife and I were walking around Whaler's Village just earlier today. We were hoping we could go out to eat. But well, we're walking around Whaler's Village and nothing was open. Has this been your experience as well? And it's just the craziest things as we're watching things come back to life, but I, I begin to, to look around at my life, and uh, I don't know how many of you have done this, but I've had so many moments throughout this time where I just, I begin to do inventory in my life, and I realize that there's certain things that I have missed very, very deeply when we went into quarantine. I've missed this right here. I'm so thankful we're back in the house of God, but not praying with people, not worshiping with people. I mean, I I literally was aching. In fact, there was a there was a night on Tuesday nights we have a panel, we come together and we release prophetic ministry online, and and I remember I had uh, Gub and Kaleo and uh, Dusty. I think all came together on on that particular evening, and uh, and I won't tell you which one of them it was, but one of them just began weeping. And they're saying, I have missed, I have missed being together and praying together with, with friends in my church family. And uh, how many of you can relate to that? And you know, uh, I just, it's one of those things that as things open back up and we go through this sort of reboot, if you will, it's like, I don't ever want to lose that. I don't want to lose this sense that, you know what, to worship together is a real precious gift. And there may be a time and a day where we won't be able to do so openly and, uh, and, 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 and just with liberty like we have the ability to. And I, I can remember there was a time where, I mean, do you guys know what my schedule looks like in a normal time and season? For the last month, since January, this is what our average week looks like. Monday, I'm in comatose state because we've just had services all day on Sunday, On Tuesday, we get up, we come to early morning prayer, then we go to staff meeting, we fly to Kona, we have services over there, then we fly back on Wednesday, we come home, we get ready, we go to service on Wednesday night. Then we have meetings throughout the day on Thursday, usually our staff meetings for our church here, and then on Thursday night, we have this service. Friday, inevitably, there's usually some kind of event. There's a life group. There's a prayer meeting. There's a worship time or something. Saturday, again, maybe an event or something like that. And then Sunday, three times on Sunday, we're in church. And it is, I, I remember, I mean, you get through these moments, and some of you guys are along with us for all of those things. I'm not trying to say this to, be, uh, to make you feel sorry. Oh, poor Pastor Jacob. He has so many meetings throughout the week. That's not my point. But... I notice that there's times where it's like, I don't want to go to church tonight. I don't really want to go to the prayer meeting every single morning. I don't want to get up. I don't, I don't want to do this or that. And, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's even my own service that I don't want to come to. <laughs> right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Pastor Joshua. Praise God. Minister Jeff. All right. I'm telling you, I'm not always excited yeah. Yeah. for this service. But something has begun to happen as we spend two months where I don't have this, where I don't have interaction, where I don't get to come in and and pray with a body of believers and worship with a body of believers and open the word and pray for one another. I mean, we had times where I can see you sitting in your car in the parking lot or I see you like the status on Facebook, but it's just not the same. So when we come together, I remember the first Wednesday that God had, Allowed the church to open again and we're driving to the other side and we'd had our tuesday night online service We had wednesday. I knew that we had tonight and I turned to Leah and I said leah We're getting back to our regular schedule but this time, my heart has shifted. There's been a reboot in my life where it's like, you know what? Where this used to be just kind of going through the motions. This is just what I do every single week. Sometimes I want to and sometimes I don't. I say, you know what? I'm so excited to get to church tonight. I'm so excited to hear what Dr. Morocco is going to preach. I'm so excited for tonight just to see what God's going to do in, in certain lives. And I just want to challenge you. This is a season for... Reboot. It's a time to evaluate and say what really is important and what's, what's not important. You know, one of the most incredible things that's happened during this time is uh, I've realized, uh, I mean, our bank account has just exploded in certain ways. And as I began to evaluate my finances, you know what it is? Is the fact that Ross... <laughs> And certain restaurants are closed and my wife doesn't have weekly shopping trips. I see some of the men raising their hands and thanking Jesus. It's been a wild sort of deal. And, and I just begin to realize, man, some things have really shifted over this time. And so, uh, you know, I, that's one thing that, I, yeah, she's got her shoe. Praise God, don't throw it at me, please. But this is time. Time. This is time to begin to reboot. Everybody say reboot. I want to give you three areas that I feel like we, we should reboot. And we're going to pray. And we're going we're gonna to release the ministry of the Lord. We're going to spend some time in the prophetic. We're going to release uh, you know, some miracles. And we're just going to see what the Lord desires to do. But uh, 1 Peter 2.4, we read this verse a little bit earlier. It says this, so keep coming to him who is the living stone. Though he was rejected and discarded by men, he was chosen by God and he's priceless in God's sight. Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into the sanctuary of God. Other translations may say the temple of God. Did you know you are a living stone that is literally a part of the temple of God. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm a living stone. I want you to look at your other neighbor and say, you look stoned. No, I'm just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> Is that not appropriate? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just thought of that. I don't know. Anyway. But here's what, I, here, here's what I, th- I feel like we should uh, I need to be careful. When I get in this kind of mood, I get in trouble. Yeah, just get your shoe ready. And if I just say anything, you, just, you shut me down. Praise God. I am a living stone. Here's what I believe that we ought to do. First of all, we need to reboot our relationship with other believers. We need to reboot our relationship with other believers. You are the temple of the Lord. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and what I want you to, to, to recognize, this is very, very important. A lot of times we, we, we talk about the temple of the Lord and we take it in the context that, you know, uh, in fact, I hear people always quote, uh, they always use it in regards to tattoos, okay? You shouldn't get tattoos because you're the temple of the Holy Ghost, Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah. Now, that's fine, you know, it's whatever. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you how I feel about tattoos, okay? Uh, I'm just not even going to remark on, on my theology about tattoos. But, uh, but I will say this, first of all. The Bible uses this terminology about the temple of the Lord very often. But only once in all of Scripture is it talking about an individual, Did you know that the great majority of the time the Bible talks about being the temple of the Lord? He's not talking about me being the temple of the Lord or you being the temple of the Lord. He's talking about us being the temple of the Lord. This is very important for us to recognize the value of other believers. And I believe that God wants to, in a new and a fresh way, reboot our relationships reboot the way that we look at one another i just tell you man i have missed coming into the house of god and being able to 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 hug on my my brothers and sisters in the lord and you know what i've missed more than anything you've heard me say this i have missed those moments of hands-on prayer ministry where I have people come together and uh, and I just I'll be honest with you I have violated social distancing so many times every opportunity I get can I lay hands on you can I pray for you I just I don't even give a rip and you know I just saw today I saw today a picture is that bad I don't know <laughs> I saw a picture of our president and he was in this room with like 500 police officers, and they were all sitting more close together than you guys are. And I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, "This is not social distancing." I just, I mean, this stuff is goofy already. I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just over it, man. We (laughs) we need to value relationships. We need to uh, we need to value one another because you know there is something. I mean, man, I can have a great worship time on my own. But it's something special when I can come together and I can hear the people of God worship as a chorus right alongside me, giving praise and glory to our God. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. Psalm 22.3 says, You are holy, God, and you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. That literally means when we worship together, That God himself shows up. That God himself literally establishes his throne, his authority, his dominion, right here in this place. Matthew 18, 20 says, where two or three gather in my name, in Jesus' name, I am with them. You understand, when we pray together, when we worship together, God meets us. It is so important I want you to begin to look around the house of God. I want you to recognize I am a living stone. I am a unique part of what God has. And I'm telling you, if you're not a part of the house of God, you imagine if you had a gaping hole in a wall, maybe in your bedroom or something. I mean, that would be unpleasant, wouldn't it? The weather comes in, you get insects and rodents that come in there uninvited. I mean, every. Every stone, if you got like a brick house or something like that, maybe you got a stone wall out around your property, is very important. You take out too many stones, and that wall is going to collapse. Wow. Yeah. Consider that. You are important. I don't want to use the word essential. There are certain words like essential, social, that are now forever like tainted in my mind, and I'm working them out of my vocabulary. But you are essential to the temple of the lord. And without you, God's house is not complete. Now right now we're 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 slowly beginning to roll out all of our ministries. Life groups are going to begin meeting next week. Children's ministry is going to start next week. Youth ministry is in the house tonight. Praise God. You know, there is a place for you. It's so important. So we're going to we're going to reboot our relationship with other believers. Praise God. Amen. Okay, next, next verse, and this is the second one. First Peter, and this is verse uh, chapter, I'm sorry, verse 11. My divinely loved friends, since you are resident aliens and foreigners in this world, I appeal to you, divorce yourself from the evil desires that wage war within you. Live honorable lives as you mix with unbelievers. Everybody say, mix with unbelievers. That sounds pretty wrong, doesn't it? But watch this. Even though they accuse you of being evildoers, they will see your beautiful works and have reason to glorify God in the day he visits us. This is the second thing I want to encourage. I want you to reboot our relationship with the lost. I believe God is asking us to reboot and to begin to reevaluate our relationship with people who are lost and away from the Lord. Now, he says here, it's clear, we are to live as aliens, as foreigners uh, in this land, in this day, in this world. Because you understand heaven is our home. That's where our residence is. And and you should never be surprised when the world rejects you or looks strangely upon your life. In fact, if, if you're friends with the world, the Bible says that you're an enemy of God. But here's what we ought to consider God desires for us to have a relationship with the lost. And he says, he he mentions here in, in 1 Peter 2, 11, he says, make sure you divorce yourself from evil desires. And so here's what this looks like. We are to be amongst unbelievers. You ought to have some lost people in your life. You, you should have some people that when tragedy strikes their life, their, their marriage, their, their children, uh, they've, they've broken down into addiction again. They've lost their job. They're, you know, they've got a family member sick with COVID. You, whatever the situation may be, they say, you know what? I know a man. I know a woman of God who I can call upon. They will pray. They'll meet with me. They'll minister to me. They'll open up their home to me. Do you have people like that in your life. God is challenging us to reboot our relationship with the lost. We ought to have some lost people in our lives, but, but here's what we must be careful of. You don't share in their desires because you're a new creation. You're not going to be like them, but you should be among them. Because one thing that's so interesting, he talks about here. He says that there, there is this, this idea that people will look upon your life. And they can even accuse you. I want you to understand this. There's going to be people that they see the godly life that you live. And they're going to spout hatred towards you. Maybe it's a guilt thing in their own conscience. Maybe it's something in their own lives that's out of order. Maybe it's a jealousy or envy. They really want a life like yours, but boy, they just don't want to say that. And so they get angry and they may accuse and they may tear you down. But the word says that if we will live a godly life, (laughs) It needs a reboot, he says, yeah. Uh, If we will live a godly life, there is going to be a time where even the unbelievers look upon us and they begin to glorify our God. I I was just, guys, I've had the most incredible, I mean, probably three weeks. I've had so many times where individuals have come up to my wife and I or they've approached us, uh, you know, and, and I, could, I could tell you story after story after story after story. And you know what it is? They just People see the way that we love one another. They see our kids. They see the things that we do. And people look at that and say, I I want that for my life. You know, the Bible actually says in the book of Romans, and it prophesies in the book of Revelation, that one of the great ways we're going to win the lost in the last day is through godly Jealousy. Everybody say godly jealousy. You know what that is? That means that people look at your life and they say, I want what they have. How is their job so blessed? How are their kids so obedient? I mean, I just look at Eugene's kids sitting here all obedient right here, and they're like, they must have Jesus in their life. Praise God. I mean, people ought to look and see, boy, your life is so blessed. I want part of that. How do you get that? Only Jesus. Only Jesus. And I'll tell you, I, I mean, if there was a book that was written about your life, what would the title of that book be? Would it be a God-honoring title? I mean, I can tell you guys, I, 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 don't, I don't follow a lot of people in our church uh, on, on social media. The reason is because your social media preaches a message, you understand. You to look over your Instagram, your your Facebook, your Twitter, your what TikTok. What kind of what kind of message? If somebody were to look at all of your posts and say, uh, "I'm going to title this one thing," what would be the title? Sin, <laughs> they say. What would be the title? I tell you. People ought to look upon your life and say, you know, that is a woman of God. That is a man of God. That is a, that is, a, I mean, you look, at, you look at my social media, you look at my wife's social media, you're gonna see family, you're gonna see marriage, you're gonna see food, praise God. You're gonna see a whole lot of Jesus, you're gonna see scripture, you're gonna see church pictures. I mean, you're gonna see, you, this, these people love each other and they love the Lord. And I'm telling you guys, people can look upon that sort of thing, and they'll say, I want that, God. I want that sort of blessing in my life. I tell you, you want to know another thing? So let me just, uh, I, I know, maybe maybe the youth feel like I'm attacking. It's not just the youth, by the way. It's not just the youth, by the way. We got some senior saints that just, uh, oh, my goodness. No. No, <laughs> uh, no I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know. But you know what we'll preach? You know what will preach? Let me see your checking statement. Your bank account. I, I'll tell you, uh, what are you investing in? What is your heart giving to You know, if you were to take an account for every hour of your life and what you give your time to, what kind of message does that preach about your lives? Now guys, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hard on everybody. I know this, this, this brings conviction into my own life. In fact, here's a verse for you, and then I'll move on to the last point. Examine yourselves to see, is your faith genuine? Test yourselves. Surely you know Jesus Christ is among you. If you have not failed the test of genuine faith. When was the last time you just paused and say, Jesus, are you happy with my life? Jesus, does the way I conduct myself, the conversation I have, the the way that I spend, the way I use my time, the the posts that I make, the friendships that I have, Lord, are are you okay with these things? Are you satisfied with the way that I live my life? If people were to examine you in your day-to-day life, would they say, I want the Jesus that has impacted their life? Or would they say, That's a hypocrite, and I don't want any part of that. I tell you, church, you and your life could be the reason that somebody either chooses to believe on the Lord or chooses to reject him as a fraud. That leads me to the last thing. Are you still with me? It really got quiet there. I know, I just. I believe the Lord is asking us tonight to reboot our relationship with Jesus. He's asking us to reboot our relationship with Jesus. In 1 Peter 2, it's actually one of the first verses that I read here tonight. It says in verse 4, So keep coming to Him who is the living stone. Keep coming to Jesus. He is the living stone. Stone. In fact, it says in the same passage that he is the cornerstone. You know what a cornerstone is? A cornerstone is it's something that they used in a, uh, as they would build a home. What they would do is they would line and they would, they would perfectly shape and fashion that cornerstone. They would make sure that the angles were correct, that it was the exact measurement because as they would lay and establish that stone, it was going to be the standard by which every other stone was laid. I mean, you just look at this carpet even, and we've got little blocks right here. The first one that we lay is the most important, because if the first piece of carpet that we lay in the corner over here is off, all of a sudden, you got this, you got, it's just running off all crazy sideways. You know what I'm talking about. And this is the very same way. With a house, if that first stone is not exactly where it ought to be, then the Walls end up crooked, it ends up lopsided, the whole house becomes unstable. And what the Lord is asking us is to check our relationship with Jesus. Is he the standard by which everything is measured? Is he? Is he what we see? You know, I just tell you guys, I I look at my my marriage and my relationship. Do you want to know how I found my wife? You want to know how I found my wife? I'm gonna help you guys. How many of you are unmarried in this place? Okay, all right. I'm going to tell you exactly how you find a great spouse, if that's your desire. Now, if God's told you to be single, praise God, more power to you. But if you desire to be, somebody gave me counsel my first semester in Bible school, and this is what they said. Don't look for who's going to run this race with you. Don't even worry about the man or the woman who's, who's alongside you. Look to Jesus, and you run after him with everything in you. You just begin pursuing him and chasing after him, and there's going to be a time as you're running after God, one of these days you're going to look to your left. You're going to look to your right. Hey, who are you? Oh, why don't we just run this thing together? Because they're going the same direction. I'll tell you what, I, I don't believe in flirty fishing. I don't believe in flirty fish. What? in the world is flirty fishing? That's where you go into the world, and oh, I'm just—I'm going after the lost, and I'm going to flirt with them and bring them to Jesus. And then they go, "No, <laughs> you're not going to find a good spouse in the bar. You just not." But you begin running after Jesus, and there's going to be a time where you're, you're looking to your left, and you're looking to the right, and you say, hey, I've noticed that you've been in every single service since i started coming to this church, and uh, who are you, you know? <laughs> you guys hear, you, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, man, you just begin to say, everything in my life is centered around the will of God. Jesus, what is the plan that you have for my life? And as I set him as the chief cornerstone, I tell you, my job, my family, my friendships, my finances, everything I do is based upon that cornerstone. It is the centerpiece of my life. And it ought to be the centerpiece of your life as well. God's asking us, reboot, reboot. Our relationship with Jesus. Reboot our relationship with other believers. Oh, we're so valuable. You're so precious to God. We need to reboot. Evaluate your relationship with the lost. Is your life preaching the right message to those who are without Jesus in your life? Lastly, how is your relationship with Jesus? And this is what I want to encourage as I I close. In fact, I want to welcome the worship team right now if you come join me. As we consider our relationship with Jesus, um, I just want to encourage each and every one of you. Notice in verse 4, 2 Peter, it says, Keep coming to him. Keep coming to him. You want to know how you're going to grow strong in your relationship with the Lord? It's going to be consistently pursuing him. Not just one time. Oh, I tried that church thing once. It just didn't work out for me. I tried to go to the prayer meeting one time, and it just didn't do anything for me. You remember how Jesus encouraged us to pray? Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek. Keep on seeking. Amen. Keep going after Jesus. Keep pursuing him. Keep going after him. Press in desperately to the Lord Jesus in this time. I want you to stand all across this room right now, and we're going to pray. We're going to make sure that our, our hearts are where they need to be with Jesus. I'll tell you, if you get the cornerstone right, all of these other things I've talked about tonight, they're going to come into place. They'll fall into places. Jesus is right. All of these other things are going to come into place, okay? I want every head bowed, every eye closed all across this room right now. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, as you're talking tonight, I I feel the conviction of the Lord. And there's things that I need to get right with God. I'm not sure if Jesus is the center of my life. I'm not sure that Jesus is the cornerstone. But I want to be sure that He is. I want to be sure that He is. Did you know that his mercies are new every single day? You might have blown it yesterday, but he's saying, come to me today. Come to me today. Let's start this thing new. It's a reboot. You get a reboot opportunity every single day of your life. But if you're here, every head bowed, every eye closed, you're here and you say, Pastor Jacob... I need to be sure that I'm right with God before I leave here tonight. I need a reboot. I need to know that I'm I'm where Jesus wants me to be. Maybe you've got sin in your life. and You're asking Jesus to wash you and cleanse you. Maybe you're here and you've not been the witness that you should be. You've been a bad example to people that are around you. Maybe you've drifted away from the Lord and your faith is not in Jesus the way that it should be. If that... If any of those things fit your heart, nobody looking around, but could I just see your hand and you say, Pastor, include me in your prayer. Yeah, I see that hand. I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that hand. I see you there. I see you there. God bless you. I see you girls over there. I see you there. Are there others? You say, Pastor, include me in your prayer. Yeah, I see you there. I see you there. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're watching online, you can message us. You say, Pastor, I want to be included. I I need to get my life right with the Lord. Come on, all across this room, will you just lift your hands to Jesus right now? This is a sign of surrender. That's why we lift our hands. We lift our hands and we say, Jesus, I yield to you. And I I want you to pray this with me right now. Would you pray right out loud? Dear Jesus, I ask you, Lord, Forgive me. I've sinned. I haven't represented you in a holy light. I ask you, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. I'm sorry that I've grieved your heart and I've represented you the wrong way. I ask you, Lord, wash me. Cleanse me by your blood and make me brand new. I ask you, Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my very best friend. Live your life through me. I believe. You died for me. You rose from the dead. And you're coming back soon. I'm going to be ready. I ask you, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit help me to live a life that honors you i pray these things in jesus name amen and amen well come on give god praise right now oh we honor you lord oh we honor you jesus now this is what i this is what i want to do i'm going to i'm going to go ahead I, I bless you guys who have been joining us online so many asked to be included. That's so awesome. Listen, I'm so thankful for you guys that have joined us online. And I hope you take this message to heart. Listen, um, I don't know what the situation I see some guys from, from, from many places who are watching us online. And all I can encourage you is the very moment that a church in your area opens up. Get into the house of God. Get into the house of God and begin to worship Him amongst the body. Maybe you're not around the church. Maybe nothing's opened up. You start a life group if you need to. You do something in order to worship, to pray and seek the Lord with a body of believers. I just want to pray for you who are watching online right now. Would you just, even where you are in your living room, you're driving in your car, whatever, if you're driving in your car, hopefully you didn't close your eyes and lift your hands or anything, but, but I just want to pray for you right now. Lord, I just thank you for those who are joining us online and I just ask you, mighty God, That you would move and you would minister in each and every one of them. You see every one of their lives. You see, God, where they are. We have people joining us from all around the world. And I just pray that you would show them where they can get connected. That living stone being fitted into the temple of God. I bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you online